What's good, people? My name is Shannon Ross, and welcome to All In, a podcast about reentry and reform efforts in Wisconsin and why you, no matter who you are, should care. Reentry and reform efforts are anything that combats the destructiveness and mass ineffectiveness of the general approach to justice in America that focuses on laws, numbers, and raw emotions over the actual people involved on both sides of a crime and what our system is actually promoting and causing. Some people prefer different terms for this work and where we need to be focused. But what matters most isn't so much the terms we use, but rather the recognition that we can do much better when it comes to safety and justice, and that we will all need each other to not only get there, but stay there. The name of the podcast is All In, because all of us involved in reentry and reform efforts are all in this together, with the goal of more holistic communities, and specifically a justice system worthy of that name. And we are all in with our commitment. As for me, I am just a formerly incarcerated dreamer who knows there is a better way and is devoted to reaching out and holding on, even when it's uncomfortable, because connections and empathy are the foundation to true safety and justice. I spent 17 years in the Wisconsin prison system from the age of 19 to 36, where I acquired my bachelor's degree and wrote a variety of things, some published, and created a 501c3 nonprofit, which I still run, called The Community. For more about our work, visit our website at thecommunitynow.us or click the link below next to our email address. I'm also a graduate student at UW-Milwaukee for the Sustainable Peacebuilding Program, a community fellow with the Wisconsin Decarceration Platform, a co-instructor at MSOE and Marquette's Education Preparedness Program, a partner at Reentry Rising MKE, and a member of Unlock Higher Ed. For this episode, I interviewed a man whose work clearly demonstrates the theme of the All In podcast. Scott Budnick is the CEO of One Community, a film, television, and new media co-financing company that uses the power of storytelling to encourage and inspire positive global change. Scott was also an executive producer of the wildly popular comedy The Hangover, and among many other projects, the producer and financer of the movie Just Mercy, starring Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan, about the awe-inspiring work of Brian Stevenson at the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama. Scott is also the founder of the Anti-Recidivism Coalition and a board member of Represent Justice, which was deeply involved in a variety of criminal justice reform legislation around the country the past several years. Scott, welcome, and thank you for coming on for our first episode. Can you tell us about some of the work you've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, obviously, um, being able to come aboard as a financier and producer of Just Mercy um, was a real honor. Um, Brian Stevenson was a hero of mine, a friend of mine, and being able to tell his story and the incredible work of the Equal Justice Initiative um, was awesome. Um, as part of uh, our company, um, our company's mission is even more of an impact company than even a just a film and television company. And so with everything we do, we design campaigns to make an impact in the world alongside telling a story. And um, in the case of Just Mercy, a huge part of our campaign um, was screening the film for people of influence and screening the film for governors, et cetera. So we partnered with the National Governors Association and did screenings for about a dozen governors, Democrats and Republicans from around the country. Um, and uh, um, uh, created a huge initiative alongside that called Play for Justice, where we partnered with the NBA and different teams. And for teams that were interested in screening Just Mercy for their players, uh, once they saw the film, if they wanted to take a deeper dive, we coordinated 
um, uh, basketball games uh, with professional NBA teams inside prisons. Uh, the first one we did was with the Sacramento Kings inside Folsom Prison. The second one was the Milwaukee Bucks inside Racine Prison. And then we did uh, uh, an activation with the Lakers in Los Angeles and with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in Ohio. Um, but the event with the Bucks was just tremendous. Um, a bunch of players showed up, uh, Giannis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo, um, uh, George Hill, Sterling Brown, um, Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton, DJ Wilson. Um, and it was, uh, it was just an incredible event inside racing prison. We started off by having a circle with the incarcerated men inside um, for about an hour where everybody shared deeply. Obviously, it started with the men, uh, incarcerated men sharing deeply, and then the players began to show some of, talked about their childhoods and some things that happened in their upbringings and ways that they could relate, et cetera. Uh, there were tears. Um, and then we went down to the gym and played uh, a game uh, with the players, with coaches, the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers, played in the game. Uh, Giannis coached one team. George Hill coached the other team. Uh, Giannis coached his own coach, Coach Bud, who played, <laughs> along with a lot of the assistant coaches. And it was just a really amazing day, so much so that the next day the Bucks were playing the Lakers, and when the press wanted to talk about the Lakers – um, Giannis and the other players wanted to talk about the prison. Um, and it affected them in a major way. Yeah. It affected me too. It was my first experience in Wisconsin, my first experience inside Milwaukee. And I had an unbelievable three days uh, there on the ground. Um, and uh, we stayed in touch. We stayed in touch with the players. We stayed in touch with the team. Um, I ended up coming back to Milwaukee uh, to do a, after the movie came out, to do a screening of Just Mercy uh, in the arena. Uh, we screened the movie uh, in Pfizer Forum for fans of the team, and then we did a panel afterwards. Uh, and um, the next day, the Bucks um, uh, basically deepened their commitment at the, at the game the next day. Uh, they deepened their commitment into social justice and criminal justice reform issues. And everything kind of came to the head um, uh, many months later uh, after COVID happened, et cetera, uh, in the bubble when um, Jacob Blake was mm. shot in Kenosha and um, spoke to George Hill that morning who said that his heart just was not into playing. And obviously the whole world ended up finding out that the Bucks decided not to play, the rest of the NBA decided not to play, and then all of Major League Sports, soccer, baseball, et cetera, decided to boycott for three days in protest uh, for social justice and racial justice uh, in the United States. Um, but, uh, that night, uh, the night of the boycott, uh, the players realized that they weren't politicians, they're basketball players. Right. And they wanted to be strategic and understand how they could leverage, um, their platform, et cetera. So we did a few zoom calls. We did a zoom call with the governor and his staff. And, um, it was amazing. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers ended up joining us on that zoom call. Um, we ended up doing a Zoom call with the American Conservative Union to better understand mm -hmm. uh, the Republicans uh, in the Wisconsin legislature and how to work with them um, to uh, get to criminal justice reform, juvenile justice reform, police reform, and obviously social and racial justice uh, reform. Um, 
and have been in discussions with the teams, specifically the Bucks, but also the Packers and some of the players on the Brewers about starting a three-team coalition um, to work on criminal justice, juvenile justice, and policing reform in Wisconsin and um, have got on uh, the phone and talked to folks like you, uh, hearing your unbelievable story and, and getting your perspective on what needs to change in Wisconsin, uh, talking to the ACLU there, and uh, Sean Wilson, who's doing incredible work uh, over there, mm-hmm. um, and my man Corey, uh, who was with us in the prison for the Play for Justice event, Corey Prince. And, um, yeah, just like really understanding the system, hearing from people on the ground, um, talking to folks in the juvenile justice community uh, about what, what's going to reform, talking to people in the legislature, um, uh, like uh, uh, like Representative Goyke, uh, who's been educating me on the history of kind of criminal justice and juvenile justice reform uh, in Washington. And uh, it's just been it's just been great. And we are our organization uh, around Just Mercy, which is called Represent Justice, uh, representjustice.org is the website. Um, uh, we are we are deeply committed to continuing to work alongside the teams, the community, uh, et cetera, to, to get equity and equality uh, in Wisconsin for all. Yeah. I know when I first heard about the game, I was very, I always wanted to be at RCI, that prison you all played at, because it was uh, one of the more popular institutions when I was in, because it was closer to home and they had, you know, some programs. And so when I heard about that, I was like, damn, there's one more reason why I can't, I wanted to go to RCI. <laughs> Missed that yeah, 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 it was, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, it sounded very, very cool. Um, is there anything timeline-wise you have uh, for next steps in Wisconsin? Any any uh, goals coming up to do more here in the future? Yeah, I mean, I'm really obviously we have a a new year um, and a new legislative session, new budget, mm-hmm. new everything coming up yep. in the legislature. Um, so obviously, I'm eager to get started uh, sooner rather than later. Um, we'll be able to to really kind of dig in and dig deeper, and I think start. Uh, reform in a real way this year yeah no definitely yeah i'm very uh i guess uh ambitious but also hopeful that things will, ha- will have a very good year and, and yeah for sure some for sure. factors that seem to be working out in our favor but you know they <laughs> doesn't mean it will work it's just we got to really take advantage of it um so the some of the players from the bucks that were involved before they have uh, departed from that team is it still that same level of interest with the new the new personnel there with the Bucks that you found? Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely um, interest from the players that are there now and from the administration um, uh, management of the team uh, and, and the ownership of the team uh, who didn't change. Um, mm. Huge interest. Um, uh, Wes Edens is one of the investors in my film company. He's one of the three owners of the Bucks, um, and uh, very much uh, on the same page as it relates to reform uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, and I've talked to all three players, um, uh, that left, uh, or the three that I was in touch with Kyle Corver, George Hill and Sterling Brown, and all of them are equally as committed, uh, to staying on the ground in Washington, no matter what team they play for and seeing uh, reform and seeing the system change. Um, and then you have other people that we're trying to get to that have, that don't play in Wisconsin, but grew up there like Tyler Harrow, who yeah. um, mm-hmm. is playing in Miami and, and I think would be an incredible uh, colleague, ambassador, a partner in this campaign for, for social justice. Yeah, definitely. Um, have Do you have anything that you can 
say you would hope to have organizations in this work right now uh, to know or to get going, you know, to help this out when you all come with, with more national interests and um, the attention of, you know, more well-known figures that can bring uh, public notice and some of the stuff we're doing? Like anything we can do to start getting ready for this? And Well, um, I'll, I'll say, this. I, yeah, I'll say this. Um, we don't do anything without the community being on board. Um, we don't come in and chart any course or do anything. We really believe there's incredible work happening on the ground in Wisconsin. And our, our job is to lift up the work that's already happened and add firepower um, and add fuel uh, to what's already happening and add passion and add some, I don't know, heightened communication. So I think the people that I work closely with um, that have large platforms and care very much about this issue from Common to John Legend uh, to Jay Cole to Kim Kardashian, mm -hmm. Um, all of them have signaled an interest in helping in Wisconsin cool. and yeah. uh, helping get to a, a fair system. Yeah, I know a big part of this podcast is we want to kind of rally the troops in a sense over time is to show there's a need for collaboration and there's a way to do it as well. It doesn't have to be a competitive field where people are scared to work together because of various reasons. And uh, work like this, what you're doing and with the interest coming nationally, um, I think will really help people see that you know, we need to work together to have this national interest coming in, fitting into a certain mold that we can all work together better. Uh, have some organization before you come, in a sense, would, would make it, I think, so much more effective. And um, Man, and I really uh, want to commend you and really appreciate what you're doing and how you're getting the word out there and how you haven't left anyone behind and your passion to keep keep fighting and keep, keep, keep trying to uh, get to a better system after everything that you've been through, Shannon. It's really, it's really impressive, and I'm really honored to be here with you today, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It means, it means a lot. Um, well, I, I, we, you know, I, thank you, and uh, I don't want to take much of your time. I really appreciate you got a lot of stuff you're doing, so I think we've got the gems, and um, we're going to use that and put it into this and, and let everybody know what's coming and what's going on and what we need to do to work together to make sure this is uh, moving forward in a, in a stronger path. Absolutely, man. I appreciate uh, this and look forward to talking to you further. Definitely, definitely. All right, Scott, you have a good day. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Hey, thank you, brother. Yep. Appreciate you. A point I emphasized in my talk with Scott was the national interest focusing on Wisconsin. And it's coming from much more than only Represent Justice, which we'll hear more about next week when we talk to their CEO, Dan Forchio. Right now, we have a societal momentum on these issues and an openness in the DOC to make some significant changes in the system and influence public perception in this state, which has arguably been the backwater of reentry and reform in the country. But we have to work together. In the less than six months I've been out, I've seen many examples of the way we find the dumbest reasons to stay away from each other and silo our efforts. When I was sitting in prison day after day, feeling like all these groups out here were just spinning their wheels yelling and complaining and protesting, etc., to no effect, and I and so many others grew bitter. I realized the work was hard, but it was painfully clear the communication, and especially the collaboration between groups, was bad at best. No one in prison or their loved ones cares about our politics or petty disputes. This goes for crime survivors as well, who are not satisfied by the system either. The system works for no one except those who profit from it. So why are we competing? I get the funding model incentivizes that, and sometimes we are too busy trying to just keep the lights on to reach out to others doing this work. But maybe that's a sign we are doing things wrong. Or as is more often the case, we don't even know others exist. So we waste resources starting up new efforts 
that we then feel we have to keep going. If the work is really about the people and families, about addressing this system, we should all be endeavoring to work ourselves out of a job and pool resources as much as possible and communicate as much as possible. This is not always possible, but it surely is much more than what happens currently. I encourage everyone in this work to really look at themselves and what they are doing and question it. This work is hard enough. Are you making it harder or easier in your approach and activities? And I encourage anyone to challenge me in the same way. After all, how can we expect the system to change and adapt and move aside if we can't? Thank you for your time, and please share your feedback. Peace. Peace.